The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at tntradio.live. This is the Joe Hoff Show on TNT Radio. Hi, good morning, good afternoon, good day, good evening, uh, depending on where you are. Uh, welcome to the Joe Hoff Show. It is Friday. Uh, today is December 8th of 2023. Again, the year of our Lord, 2023, as Mr. Bannon says. And uh, welcome to the show. Lots going on again every morning. I say that. I thought that's probably what, if we were to name the show, we'd have to say lots going on. It's a crazy world out there, folks. And there's some real monsters that are trying to take over this country. Real monsters. These people are not messing around. It's it, Americans need to wake up. We're still walking around in a trance, believing everything's fine. Everything is not fine. We're seeing the economy just, uh, really falling apart and and uh by the way we'll be discussing that in in our next segment with a real expert so hope you stick on uh with us that's going to be uh I'm, I'm interested we're going to talk about crypto we're going to talk about gold we'll be talking about the markets we'll be talking about the biden economy with from a phd so looking forward to that immensely and we've had him on the show before so uh, please uh stick around and um that's going on the economy's a mess uh the border's wide open i saw another video this morning every time i see these videos i just like i'm like what you know where is anybody what's going on here today again a video this guy says i went to video this crossing where they opened up the border wall i mean our they did i don't know if it's the cartels our our homeland security our military or what they opened up the the wall and uh, this guy wanted to film and the, and somebody there says you've got to leave you can't be here so he leaves but then he says he comes back and he's got this video of all these men from africa walking hundreds of them walking up to our wall this just happened just happened today and and these people are saying america they're happy to be here it looks like but we don't know why they're here we really don't know we don't know how safe it is we have no idea these people could all be part of Hamas could could be part of uh, any terrorist group around the world they could be Iranians uh, they could be military from Venezuela which now we know has been infiltrated by Hezbollah we've got we don't know we don't know and that's the Biden way and it's it's it, it takes your breath away when you stand for justice and freedom and what's right and the law because this is not lawful this is this is criminal activities uh, being performed by our government why, why aren't people saying this is criminal and they brought up that Mayorkas the clown show the guy who was born in Cuba who's running Homeland Security now and what does he do he gets a pass eight Republicans vote with Democrats and he doesn't get impeached I mean that guy is 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 truly a monster I mean he he's he talks every time he talks and opens his mouth it's uh it's another lie and it goes on and on and the borders open and it goes on and on and on and then I, I wrote a piece yesterday at joehop.com. I wanted to share this with you because I think it's uh I think it's uh pretty important. So this is the deep state plan as, as it's being laid out right now. And maybe you haven't heard this before, but just think about it. So you've got an open border, absolutely open. We've talking 12, 13 million, we don't know, 15 million, we don't know how many people have crossed that border under Biden. Trump shut it down best it's been in years, but maybe you haven't wall built along the border strong wall uh, that was preventing people from coming in it's tall metal wall 
and people weren't coming in and uh well done well done by president trump and he had to jump through all sorts of hoops to get that to happen paul paul ryan the corrupt republicans secretary of state did all he could to block it and eventually trump through with clever thinking with his team figured out a way with the money to build the wall and he did and it's it's a monster and it protects the, our country it's like kind of like your front door you think of it that way you shut your door at night you might lock your door and uh you might have other precautions as well protect your property at night it's very common it happens not just in the United States it happens around the world I'm telling you every country I've been in uh, that I've noticed people lock their doors at night it's just a matter of precaution very few areas there were some in the U.S I lived in one outside of St. Louis this beautiful community out in St. Charles County out west of the city where I remember once my daughter left the garage door open all night I you know the uh front door was unlocked maybe even open some mornings so the girls you know that I had a couple teenage daughters come in late and they leave that door open it was just you know but nothing ever happened there was never burglary there was nobody that came into our house now I know there's areas in the world where that would never happen you would you've got to bar your doors and even then people are crawling in so that's what the U.S maybe has been but um maybe not so much today and certainly a number of these areas we talked uh, yesterday uh, with somebody I talked I went and got my teeth cleaned this girl was from who was cleaning my teeth how about that she was from middle of Illinois she grew up there she said yeah man it was so safe she said she lived in Chicago years ago young girl young pretty girl I'm sure and because she's still pretty and she ended up uh she ended up saying that she lived on in Chicago all by herself and absolutely loved it and was safe and would go out at night by herself in downtown Chicago and uh had a job down there and just loved it and so that's uh that's what it was now today she says oh, you wouldn't you wouldn't go down she said she knew some friends that just went there recently and somebody got stabbed a couple times just right near where they were maybe dining or something it's just it's just a turn into a hellhole and it's all due to Democrat policies and this this overall agenda to destroy America so you do that by by ignoring your laws putting in laws that don't make sense attacking your political opponents and opening up your border it's like opening up your front door at night anybody can come in if you want to do that nobody in America wants that nobody and so that's what's happening on a daily basis so that's step one in this attempt to destroy America step two then is go to war and we've had Joe Biden monkeying around in Ukraine uh as a result of his activities thousands have died both both Russians and Ukrainians not many Americans that we're aware of and um just a just another hellhole total hellhole they're bombing each other it's just horrible and Ukraine never had a chance they don't have a, they don't have an air force so you know they're done for and I probably without the U.S help through satellites etc it'd really be a mess but the Ukrainians have a, have Biden gave them everything he could and it's it's a it's it's a hellhole it's been a lot of people dying so now this past week Biden says um we are American soldiers are going to be fighting Russian soldiers he says that two days ago and in you're what what are you talking about we're going to be fighting Russian soldiers why and he says well especially if Russia invades another NATO ally 
Well, Russia hasn't invaded a NATO ally. I mentioned this the other night on Brandon House. I looked at that video. I go, that's that's not true. Joe Biden just lied. Ukraine hasn't hasn't uh, invaded a NATO country, or not Ukraine. Russian has Russia hasn't because Ukraine's not a NATO country. Russia doesn't want Ukraine to be a NATO co- country. There was some sort of agreement, at least unwritten from the past, that the U.S. and the NATO has been pushing ever since, and uh, they don't like it. They don't like having uh, their enemies that's so close to their border. So that was one of the rationale that uh, Putin used to, for his invasion. Terrible act terrible that people died but that was one of the reasons but joe biden's wrong he just lied he lied to america another nato country what are you talking about what are you talking about ukraine is not nato and and which begs the question what are we doing there and people some people are really adamant we need to be there i'm I'm sorry i'm not sold on it we just got out of afghanistan we didn't joe biden did and it was an absolute failure what are we doing here what's going on is this all just for the money for the for the military complex i mean is that what's going on so biden wants to get us into war and he's we're, we're just steps away uh and we've got you know things hot spots all over the world now we got south america with venezuela and guyana Guyana's an english uh, former english co- colony i've heard uh, it's the only uh, state down there that country that speaks english and uh here uh they found a bunch of oil one of the biggest uh it's maybe on earth and so venezuela wants to step in and take over half that country claiming that's their land i mean this you know after going to china they get apparently got the okay to do that so we got a war there we got war with hamas and and israel all backed by china if we listen to john mills from the other day retired colonel john mills who was on our show he says yeah all china's behind all this behind russia ukraine just they want to this is a this is a communist uh strategy just create chaos everywhere and that's what they're doing and um and biden's part of it and so now we've got all this hell breaking loose around the world biden wants to go to war he even mentions that we're going to be fighting russian soldiers so that's a bit scary then the third step so the second steps go to war then the third step is destroy your military so much that nobody wants to join the military have such a clown show for president nobody buys it nobody wants to get into a war nobody wants to go over there and die for an idiot uh you know tyrant named joe biden nobody wants to do it so that's fine because dick durbin democrat senator this week said well that's well here's what we're going to do we're going to allow these illegals many of them i believe terrorists into our military and with the promise of becoming a U.S. citizen if they serve a certain amount of time. So we're going to put people that weren't born here that may very well be terrorists into our military. So then what happens next? Well, these guys don't act like American soldiers. They act like terrorists from Iran, which they may be, and they start killing Americans. And that's the agenda, destroy this country from within. and. Uh, who said it this week? Maybe even this is this is uh, the act, uh, art of war. Best 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 deal is not to go to battle. Win without having to go to battle. Isn't that something? Written years ago, and that's exactly what's going on. That's what happens when you put a puppet in uh, into in, as head of your country. And, and by the way, I'm hearing that the articles for impeachment against Biden have finally been laid out. Maybe even released just moments ago. I mean, my God. Is this long overdue? My God. 
And what's and why why aren't we investigating who's really running this country? Why don't we invest? You know, and they're and they're they, our our Department of Justice of Injustice uh, continues to say uh, that uh, there's nothing wrong with the Bidens. They're, they've got investigations into it. Just a clown show. These people are they're not animals, as one of our guests said. These people are monsters. Animals are good. These people are just disgusting, and that's what's happening to our country. It's it's. Uh, it's absolutely frightening what we're seeing happen. And so there's the formula. You start by important terrorists, you then create a war, you then put the terrorists in your military, and then you then you watch these terrorists turn on Americans, just start shooting Americans. Yeah. Brilliant strategy by the by the monsters that want to destroy this country. Certainly China is uh will will support anything like this, and certainly the World Economic Forum as well. While the American people sit back and every day their jaws drop to the ground as they see these massive lines of men of military age walking into our country. This is a nightmare. And and we're not being protected. The Biden administration is not there for America. And quite frankly, neither is our Congress. Because they're not standing up and saying this is total BS. We have got to stand up. So crazy crazy stuff going on today in this world and um and that's not even talking about the uh the financial mess that we're in it's just well it's just a nightmare and um anyways we've got one of the best guys in the business to talk to about it we've had him on the show before back in august uh, dr kurt elliott and he uh he's an expert on finance he knows how to make money in in these trying times and he's going to talk to us about pretty much everything economic and i'm really looking forward to it because when things are as dire as they are uh, we need we need some good news so we're going to be right back and after this segment we're going to talk economics and how you can make some money uh, with dr Burke elliott tnt radio's kate shimarani don't stop taking prescription medication always go and see your indoctrinated gp always but with psychiatric drugs you have to actually wean off them they're very addictive and you have to wean off them now i find all this really concerning but what i cannot get my head around is the worst drug of all they just let it on the market all the time sugar 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 and then that's not even to bring in like msg monosodium glutamate and and i if i I can say, you know, you go into one of these garages and you see all the people going for food. There's nothing to eat in there. I very rarely can find anything to eat in any of these places. And if you go into the supermarket, there's only the first two aisles that have got real food. The rest, it's not food. And I see what people buy. I've covertly actually filmed people's trolleys, not them, don't get all excited, but I have filmed trolleys uh, to have a look what people are buying and it's shocking because what you eat determines what your brain's going to be like and your teenagers' brains do not stop developing till they're about 25 years of age. Kate Shimarani on TNT Radio. The Light is Britain's far-right conspiracy theory paper spreading hate and vicious lies. No, that's what the BBC say. The Light is the only national newspaper bringing you the real news and informed opinion on what's really going on today. You can subscribe, order copies, submit articles, and read back issues on our website, thelightpaper.co.uk, and see for yourself why the establishment are so worried about the uncensored truth getting out to people every month. The Light Paper. Not for right, just right so far. thelightpaper.co.uk Many pollution sources can affect the air you breathe. 
from power plants and vehicles to dust and wildfires. Knowing more about local air quality can help you protect your health. If you're thinking about buying an air sensor, EPA has a series of videos to help you get the most out of it. Learn how EPA collects and uses regulatory data, how EPA communicates health messaging, and how to interpret the readings from your sensor. Visit epa.gov air sensor toolbox. Last week, Brandon met a girl on a dating app. One day after work, he finally found the courage to ask her out. No answer. He started to panic. Was he being too pushy? Maybe it was too... Hey, sorry I didn't respond. I was driving. I would love to go on a date. How does tonight sound? Brandon tried to play it cool, but inside he knew. A girl so smart, so responsible. She must be a keeper. My dad was a farmer. The guy was bigger than life. He wasn't someone that liked to show his emotion or liked to show when he was struggling. But we all struggle. I want to show emotion to my kids. It's something that brings me so much joy. And I want them to see me working through things. Allow your kids to know that it's okay to struggle. That even dad doesn't know the answer sometimes, but we're going to figure it out together. Ladies and gentlemen, today's news talk. News and information. TNT Radio. Hey, we're back. This is Joe Hoft on The Joe Hoft Show, and thanks so much for listening in. We have a great guest today. He's been on before, as I mentioned earlier. He, back in August, I guess, I was just mentioning to our guest that uh, last time I talked to him, I was at my daughter's place. And um, and now here I am back in Florida, I guess, uh, uh, where, where Dr. Kurt Elliott is at, is uh, maybe a little, a little colder than where I'm at right now. Anyways, welcome. Uh, Dr. Elliot, thanks it's, for joining us. It's probably, it's, well, it's good to be back and it's probably a little bit more colder, I would say. Um, <laughs> I think it's like 2021 this morning. So it's, but Ooh. it's Colorado. It's what we expect. Yeah, that's right. You're used to it. It's true. You get used to it. Um, here it's like 71, I think, right now. And it's kind of cold for us. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. sounds glorious. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I remember I, so I moved to Hong Kong. I was, uh, in St. Louis for years, was a corporate executive, got this position over in Hong Kong. For, it was there for about a decade. It was great working in mm -hmm. actually in the finance industry and uh, had a pretty nice position over there. But when we moved there, they do have winter and it's a little bit chilly, a little bit, you know, maybe get down to the 40s, 50s. It was mm -hmm. so cold because you didn't have any heater, <laughs> you know? We're like right. uh, talking to these guys from Sweden. It's like, yeah, it was. It, this is nothing, but we always had a heater to keep us warm through even a forty or fifty. So that was uh, that was something we had to get used to for sure. Well, awesome. Well, yeah, we live where we live. We try to be a light wherever we are. Um, I love Colorado. I love the weather. I love the climate. I love the skiing. I love the mountain biking. Politics, not so much, but. But, you, yeah. you know, you try to change things whenever you can. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So lots going on in this world right now, not just in Florida and Colorado. I mean, this country is a mess. I just saw another video this morning of people crossing the border, the economy. I don't know why the markets have gone up the past week. I can't understand that at all. And uh, maybe you can shed some light. First of all, where are we at? And then we can follow up with that is where, where, where how can we, you know, protect ourselves through this crazy time? Well, you know, why is the market going up? We, 
it's probably stimulus money because it's not revenue driven, right? In in the sense of what it needs to be for sustained economic growth. So um, I heard the the press secretary um, last week, which sadly, whenever she speaks, it's it's a lie. I mean, she's just awful, um, but yeah. and unbelievable as well because she said, you know, they was asked the question. You know, there's a lot of unemployment right now, and and the economy is not all that great. I'm I'm paraphrasing, right? And her answer yeah, yeah. was, well, yeah, it's it's not the best, but what do you expect? We inherited a horrible economy from from the previous yeah. president Trump. It's like what? Yeah, no, you didn't. <laughs> it was it was, and then she said, you know, and the way that he handled COVID was just abysmal, and we still have to pay the price for that. It's like okay, a didn't didn't inherit a bad economy from trump he actually was growing the economy stock market was booming real estate was booming um mm-hmm. manufacturing was coming back to america it's like whatever she said was absolutely you know patently a lie but then trump was president during part of covid but biden was president during most of it right so so it's like you can't keep passing the blame but of course it's an election season coming up you can't take credit for a bad economy. They would take credit for a good economy, guarantee it, but they have to pass the blame on to something else. And how bad is it, right? This is the question is, how bad is it really? Well, you look at the banking sector, okay? The banking sector is ultimately, Joe, a reflection of how the economy is doing because people will deposit money if they've got revenues coming in to you know, every Main Street America store, you know, the, the mom and pop zone in corporate America and these large big box companies, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of capital in the banks as profits need to be put somewhere, right? They need that operating capital. Well, the problem with the banking sector right now, as of October 1st, Basel III Accord, the international agreement, changed how much money banks have to have on hand to basically you know, stave off kind of the bank runs that we saw in February and March with Silicon Valley Bank, Signature Bank, Mm -hmm. Silvergate, Credit Suisse, uh, First Republic, that all went belly up and had to go into FDIC receivership. They don't want that again, yet they're going to get that again, right? So, So what Basel III said in October, beginning of October, was during COVID, the reserve requirement was put to zero, meaning you know, for if you deposited a hundred dollars into your checking account, uh, they could lend out a hundred dollars. It's like, what? No wonder the banks went under, right? So, because mm-hmm. they had no money on hand, not, nothing held back, and they were just hoping and praying that not everybody would come back to get their money on the same day. You know, that's that's their hope and prayer. But when there's a banking crisis, when you've got under Bidenomics, you've got high unemployment, you've got You've got wage reduction, not job creation. We've got higher taxes. Interest rates are rising to slow down the inflation that they're creating by printing money out of thin air to fund every stimulus program under the sun, right? So all of that is a recipe for disaster economically because people have more debt. The cost of borrowing is going up. So your credit card payments, your your car loans, your home equity lines, you're buying a house, all of that's costing more. And people are earning less. It's like not only mm-hmm. are do they have less at the end of the month because of higher prices, they're actually earning less, right? And so, so this is why this this new Basel Three Accord, which 
which basically is meant to stop a bank crisis from happening again, is actually going to create one. Because let's say, yeah. let's say that you are the CEO of a billion dollar bank, just some regional bank that has a billion dollars in deposits, and you had zero reserve requirement. You didn't have to have any. Well, now all of a sudden, Basel three changed it to 20%. So you have to come up with $200 million that you have to hold back. If you don't have it, how are you going to come up with $200 million? Well, you're not. So now you're out of compliance. You have to basically go into FDIC receivership, but don't worry, everybody. JP Morgan Chase is going to come to the rescue and Bank of America is going to come to the rescue. And there's consolidation in the banking world, I think by design. Actually, I think this is happening by design. The big banks are buying the medium banks. The medium banks are buying the small banks because what they propose to fix this plan is central bank digital currency, right? Which is what they want. Mm. But but as, as we look at what that is, it's just a digital version of paper money. It's easy to create inflation when all you're doing is sitting at a computer and it's digital and you say, okay, I need a trillion dollars. So you hit zero a bunch of times on your keyboard, hit enter. Wow, we just created a trillion dollars of inflation in three seconds. Whereas creating a trillion dollars in paper money you have to make the paper. You have to put it through the printing press, put ink on it, cut it, right? And, and make it into a dollar size format. And then you wrap mm. it up and you send it to the banks. There's a process there. It's way easier to create inflation with a digital asset. But now with digital assets, it's not about fixing the system. It's all about people control. It's all about cutting you off from buying or selling if your ideology doesn't match up. That's their own words from the Bank for International Settlements, World Economic Forum, the Federal Reserve through the FedNow app. That's their words, not mine. So we're, we're seeing this happen. They want banks to consolidate because, let's use this analogy. Let's say you're a shepherd. Joe, let's say you're a shepherd and you're out in the field and you have thousands of sheep that you have to watch. And and some of them are drinking out of a river and some of them are chasing butterflies and some are jumping off cliffs and some are being chased by wolves. It's like, how do I keep all of these sheep? How I can't, I can't control them all. That's the, that's a true problem. But what if you only had like seven or eight sheep? Like, okay, that's easy to control that. That's what's happening in the banking world when they're bringing in something. Cause I know a lot of bank presidents that are God-fearing patriots that say, oh, we're not going to comply with this, this FedNow app. We're not going to do central bank digital currency. It's the ultimate loss of freedom. It's Mark of the Beast or, or the Libertarians just saying it's spyware on my bank account. I'm, I'm not playing. I'm not going to accept this. So they're pushing them out. So they're all under the umbrella of just a few very, very large banks. That's the world we're entering into. But there's a problem. There's a huge problem that they've encountered, and that is, I don't think they really quite understood how bad Biden's economy was going to be, right? Because there's there's so few people working right now and wages are coming down that that three weeks ago, um, the CEO of Citibank, you know, the third largest bank in North America, they have 240,000 employees that the CEO basically revealed Project Bora Bora. Project Bora Bora is just the internal name for their document that said, we're going to lay off 10% of our workforce. 10%. Wow. That's 24,000 wow. people. So if the economy were really good, like Biden and the press secretary mm -hmm. says that it is, 
Well, then why yeah. would a bank have to lay off people? They wouldn't. No, it's a because mess. Because they would it's be growing. Yeah. And yeah. this isn't a local bank. This isn't a small regional bank. This is one of the largest banks in America. Yeah. yeah. Been around forever. Yeah. Well, we saw um, just recently, uh, it's been reported that credit card debt's the highest it's ever been, highest recorded, over a trillion dollars in debt. And like you say, attached to that is the fact that these rates are going up and going up higher. Uh, the whole, I don't know how the home market's sticking around. I've heard sales were way down. The inventory of houses that are right now getting ready to be sold. So there's contracts on them, but they haven't been sold yet. I saw that was like at the lowest they've ever recorded here within the last month. So it doesn't look like it. And then we had these bank fail failures like Silicon uh, Bank out there in uh, California, which, by the way, Biden steps in and backs all the assets in that bank, which was... Uh, Kind of unbelievable, something we'd never seen before. And so, and man, assets or liabilities, uh, it's just a mess. Everything's a mess. Yeah. And and it looks like the yeah. banks are gonna, they're setting, like you said, Basel three now. The the these regulations, I used to work at a bank as well. I was a bank auditor. I've actually been at a couple of bank robberies. Tell you oh, <laughs> after my the bank robbery. After yeah. the bank robbery. Count how much money's left so we could figure out how much got stolen, you know, five of those. And uh, pretty, you know, I'll, I'll never forget one teller shaking so bad after about an hour after somebody had pointed a gun after her. She was so scared, the poor thing. Traumatized oh, for life, goodness. no doubt. But uh, yeah, I used to work at a bank and then then moved over to more of the finance industry. But but this Basel, we were talking about this Basel two. I thought now we're talking Basel three. But really, like you're saying, it requires banks to maintain so many assets on hand to back their liabilities. Well, the problem that's happened over the last year, like you've explained, is that the um, these assets are going down in value because the interest rates are going up, and so now right. the banks. They're reaching a point like you just you you hinted at. This is going to cause a failure because they've mandated so much to be in house, and yet their assets are dropping so significantly. They're going to be going under, just like these big banks banks that already happened. Is that how is that how you you read it as well? Like yeah, so I do. I mean, I think you you nailed it. I mean, that's that's exactly what's happening. But to kind of put a little bit of a, a backdrop behind what you just said, it's going to amplify everything that you said. So you talked about real estate. How How is it staying afloat? Well, it's not, right? So so with rising interest rates and lowering wages, those are the two biggest things that are, that are part of real estate growing, right? We don't have them. We've got the opposite. So in October alone, new, new home applications or, you know, mortgages, came down 5.6% in one month. You annualize that out for 12 months, number of new home applications, is that, that's on pace for over a 65% loss. I mean, that's, that's massive decline of people actually applying to get a mortgage to go into a home. It's not happening, right? So, so now you've got more and more bank failures. So here's where I think this is the biggest story that's not really being told is what I'm about to say. So when you have a bank failure, like Silicon Valley Bank, Credit Suisse, whatever, that's a that's a sizzle story. Everybody talks about it on the news, right? Nobody talks about a branch closing, right? So let's say you and your wife, you're walking down the street on a Saturday morning and you do this every Saturday morning. And let's just say there's a, a PNC bank on the corner and it happens to be your bank where you go. 
and you're going down one morning and it's like, man, uh, it's all boarded up. <sighs> this is unfortunate. Now we're going to have to go to the PNC bank, um, three miles down the road. It's just not going to be convenient, but you know what? You forget about it. It's not a story. It's like, well, it's unfortunate that branch closed. Now I have to go farther to go to the next branch. So nobody talks about that, but here's the reality. In last week alone, there was about 70 branch closings and, and you can go to the office of the comptroller of the currencies website, OCC.gov. And they have every week, they have the listing of branch closings. And it's like, there's a lot of, them. it's like 70 or so. And then, but over the last 12 months, there's been three over 3,000 um, bank close branch closings, 900 branch openings. So that's a net loss of over 2,000 branches. The year before, over 2,000 branch closings. The year before that, over 2,000 branch closings. So in the last three years, over 6,000 branches have closed. So what does that mean? View like Microsoft or Amazon or something like that. When they do massive layoffs, what are they doing? They're cutting expenses because their revenues don't justify them. A bank branch closing is the same thing. They're cutting their expenses because they don't have enough revenues coming in. There's more withdrawals leaving the bank than there are deposits. Therefore, they have to cut expenses. They're closing up branches. See, to me, that's the precursor of a bank going bankrupt. They start closing branches in mass. They don't have enough capital. The next thing that follows is bankruptcy. Same thing with what's what rising interest rates are going to cause. See, rising. why, do, why are these branches failing? Because interest rates are going up. People are defaulting on their loans. They have delinquent payments. They're not paying the banks. And so therefore the bank, and they're pulling money out just to live on because maybe they don't have a job or maybe the, the inflation is so persisting that they have to keep pulling money out of savings or whatever until their savings is extinguished. This is why branches are closing. This is why banks are failing. But individually, check out what, what happens with that same line of, of thinking is, the first thing that happens when interest rates go up and people are living at the margin, they're living hand to mouth, they don't have a lot of money left at the end of the month, is they have late payments. They're delinquent on their loans. Mm. What follows a series of delinquencies? Default. They just yeah. default on their loans saying, we're, we're done. You know, So they have to foreclose or whatever. What follows that? Bankruptcy, either personal or corporate. So delinquencies will lead to defaults. Defaults lead to bankruptcy. And, and that's going to ultimately lead to even more banks closing and branches failing. This yeah. is the in insidious trend that I see happening in America right now. This yeah. is the net result of Bidenomics. Not, yeah. not that it's this amazing thing like Biden would say it is. It's awful. It's horrible. Yeah. And, and, and we haven't even talked about the commercial uh uh, real estate uh, industry that's getting crushed since covid because they sent everybody home they said you don't have to come into work and then be, i've heard like new york city big buildings that are sitting empty now because they learned well we can do this stuff from home why do we even need this big facility and so that industry is getting crushed i think i think uh, maybe you know i'm sure you know some data on this but it's like i'm see, i'm seeing these big beautiful buildings that they can't hardly get rid of or they certainly can't lease and they try to sell them and, and there's not much of a market for it because the overdevelopment really of commercial property now and so you got home property residential and and uh and now commercial property that's all looking terrible 
It's looking rough. I mean, the the last estimate that I saw is, is one third of all of Manhattan um, commercial real estate is vacant. One third. Wow. And wow. the largest city in America, right? One third. So, wow. so this is this is a problem because this will spread into the suburbs. This will spread into rural America. Um, if it's mm. happening in the big cities, it's going to happen everywhere. So we have to look at these things. And so this is where I see economics leading into politics, which is not going to be a good thing because we're heading into an election year, right? So in an election year, um, when the economy is bad, people are going to be saying, government, you got to help me. And, and so the politicians are going to make all these empty campaign promises like, well, vote for me. We'll get you stimulus money. We'll get you this. We'll get you that. And um, what with what? I mean, the reason I think that 2024 is going to be so horrible economically is, is simply because we've got on January 1st, the BRICS nations met in August and and they're going to de-dollarize the world. It's irreversible. It's their objective. These are the things that are happening, right? So, so what are they going to do come January 1st? Putin on August 24th, um, made the, they made the announcement that they're adding United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia to the right. BRICS nations. Come January 1st, they will have six of the nine largest oil producers on the planet as part of the BRICS nations. So, And they're going to trade with each other's currency, no longer the U.S. dollar. So it's like, boom, in one fell swoop, they just dismantled the petrodollar, which is the only built-in demand that we have for our currency. So when there is no foreign capital inflow coming in, we're going to be forced to print like there's no tomorrow. And mm. this is a problem because that means we're going to have more inflation. Yeah. They're going to have to raise rates to slow down that inflation. And people are, who are already living at the margin are going to feel the squeeze even more. And they're going to say, oh. government, please fix this. Yeah. And they're going to print money to try to fix it. They're going to try to buy people's votes. And in an election year, when people are hurting, this is, I, I don't operate out of fear. I never have, never will. But in, in a sense, this is what scares me about 2024 is it's just human nature. People sometimes willingly give up their freedoms in, in exchange for perceived security and peace. And they will vote for whoever you know promises them the most stuff that they're going to print out of thin air to get. See, this is where 2024 is a pivotal year, in my opinion, all based on the economy. It was Clinton that said it best. It's like, well, the economy's stupid. It's like people vote with their wallets, right? And and he was right. I mean, he was absolutely right. He got it. He got the fabric of America. And we we've by and large turned into a very dependent state, right? Where where too much welfare, too much entitlements, too much handouts, too much this, too much that, too much stimulus. COVID created that in America, and we haven't got it out of it yet. And and this is the problem moving into 24, which I think it's going to be a very pivotal year for everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. I tell you what, we need to take a real quick break, if you don't mind, and then we'll be right back. Uh, doctor, I'm so uh, interested in everything you're saying. Can't wait to hear more after this break. So we'll be right back on The Joe Hoff Show. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. This is so obviously a PR-driven false narrative psyop, it's hard to believe anyone could buy it, much less get excited by it. But I guess they're right, you can fool some of the people all of the time. 
I'm talking, of course, about the latest love of the decade, Taylor Tay-Tay Swift, who was elevated to stardom by singing whiny songs about all her failed relationships. And Kansas City Chiefs tight end and Pfizer vaccine shill, Travis Kelsey. This isn't a romance. This is the Hollywood music industry and the NFL combining to push Joe Biden across the finish line next November. And along the way, Tay-Tay's gonna get the job done by pushing abortion. Her traditional audience was preteen girls, and she's trying to get that a little older demographic, the voting age demographic. Will it work? Time will tell. I just hope that people wake up before it's too late. For MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. I'm Cal Fire Battalion Chief Isaac Sanchez. And normally we like to provide you with tips on how to keep yourselves and your family safe during wildfires. But given the historic impacts that the weather has had on our state this year, we would like to provide you with tips on how to keep yourself safe during extreme weather. If you reside in an area susceptible to flooding, please take the necessary steps to prepare to evacuate if advised. Make sure you've identified at least two exit routes out of your neighborhood as one of them may be blocked or flooded. As the weather develops, remember to check in on vulnerable neighbors and family members. They may need additional time to prepare for evacuation. And just like during a wildfire, if you feel unsafe, please evacuate. You don't have to wait for the order to come. Keep an emergency go bag ready in case you need to evacuate. And always remember to plan for the safety of your pets as well. If you must leave, never drive around roadblocks. It can take as little as 12 inches of water to sweep your vehicle away. And always remember the mantra, turn around, don't drown. Be aware of first responders working in highly impacted areas, especially on the roads. For additional safety tips and updates on CAL FIRE activities, follow us on social media or visit fire.ca.gov. This is the Joe Hoff Show on TNT Radio. Hi, this is Joe Hoff back with Dr. Kurt Elliott. Uh, Kurt, we were just talking uh, towards the end of the break uh, some about the uh, petrodollar. And there's a lot of concerns about the U.S. Uh, dollar being taken away in the Middle East as the uh, currency for for oil, which I guess was put in place under Nixon. And yeah. um, that, and we've benefited from it from because it, it, there was a demand for the dollar. Now, I actually had actually to tell you the truth. Uh, Steve Forbes was on this show, and he said, "Oh." He wasn't so concerned about that because he says, because where else are they going to go? And um, so that was a, I guess that was his perspective. There's a lot of concerns from others that, hey, this could this is, could cause massive inflation in the U.S. in an economy that's already broken. What, what, are, your, what are your thoughts on that? Um, that's Pandora's box, brother. <laughs> um, see, nobody that's, nobody that's really living today has known anything other than the U.S. dollar being the reserve currency of the world. So it started in 1944 with the Bretton Woods Act that said, hey, the U.S. dollar is going to be the backdrop for all international settlements between countries to bring monetary stability to the global marketplace. So if Argentina was buying something from Russia, they're not paying for it in rubles. Uh, they're paying for it in U.S. dollars, right? So then in 1973, that was actually put on steroids. And they said all oil settlements are going to be traded in US dollars, right? So that's the petrodollar. So what does that mean? That allowed us since 1944, so really for the last 80 something years, to actually amass 
$32 trillion worth of, of federal debt. It allowed us, our politicians, to pass over, I think it's $150 trillion of unfunded future obligations. You know, future bills that have already been passed that right. we have to comply with because they've been passed into law. See, they could do that because it's like, oh, we don't care if we keep adding debt. We've got built-in demand for our currency to always pay for it. You know, so if we didn't have that, you'd have to have discretion in your printing, just like Argentina or Venezuela or Zimbabwe mm. or Weimar Republic Germany after after World War One. Right. All of them went into a hyperinflation where where people couldn't even afford to feed their babies. They were being paid in wheelbarrows full of cash. We see what happens in in um, Venezuela in 2021, I believe had a million percent inflation rate that year. A million, right? It's like, oh my word. See, see, why is that? Because they lost international demand for their currency. Nobody wanted it anymore because they were spiraling downhill. They couldn't pay off their debts. So then they went to the printing press to print their way out of it. And that that gets out of hand really quickly. We haven't had to go down that fateful path because we've had built-in demand for our currency. But now come January 1st, when we lose the petrodollar and we still have obligations, we still have stimulus, we still have to raise the debt ceiling, we still have infrastructure, we still have a Department of Defense, Department of Education, we have everything, right, that we have to pay for, but no built-in demand, we are forced to print our way out of it. We're going to be forced to print our way out of it because it's not like the economy and is the growing doubt. robustly. Right. And this is the problem. Right. This We're going to have more inflation, rising interest yep. rates to slow down that inflation. So don't believe for a second when Jerome Powell or Joe Biden say we, we're, we're the economy is good. We've won the war on inflation. We can pause yeah. interest rate hikes for a while. They can't. And in fact, mm -hmm. just last week, uh, Jerome Powell said, you know what? We might have to make an exception to our pause policy to make room or at least think about an emergency rate hike in December. Well, that's this month. Wow. An emergency rate yeah. hike. Why do they have to have an emergency rate hike? Because they know they haven't won the war against inflation. And our wallets yeah. will tell us that they haven't won the war against oh, inflation. It's frightening. And also, I just saw here within the last couple of weeks, there was, they tried to sell some government bonds or, or bills or whatnot, and they couldn't get the asking price. And, and, and so the, these, they had to offer higher and higher interest rates in order to have anybody want to even purchase it. And so I don't think that's maybe happened something like that, maybe in a very long time, if ever, because people know the dollar's getting weaker, I guess. So, so what do we do? What, you know, I, we've got, you know, we've got a mess. It's, it's, a, it's maybe a tragedy. Some people, I don't know. Do you think it's going to be as bad as the great depression? I've heard some people saying maybe worse. Uh, what do you think? Um, what do we do then, too, to make it through this? I think it's going to be worse, but I think it's going to be different. See, the Great Depression was not an inflationary depression. Um, they ended up lowering prices to try to encourage people to buy and start stimulating the economy again. This time it's just different because to, to encourage people to buy, they're printing money like there's no tomorrow to kind of like build it and they will come, right? You 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 put the money out there and it will be there for people to spend. It's cheap credit. So that's a depression has to do with the business cycle, people working, selling things, whatever. The inflation part of it means fewer people are working, but you have higher prices. That's like stagflation, like the Carter years 
um, that that they had to slow that inflation train down by jacking up interest rates to 18% in 1983. I mean, this is this is where we're headed. It's not a, a deflationary depression like we saw during the Great Depression. It's an inflationary depression like we saw in the late 70s, early 80s, except on steroids, right? So, so this is a policymaker's nightmare. It's hard to get out of. And the, the only raise, way Reagan got out of it was he had to jack up interest rates to 18% to slow down inflation. We're going to see the same thing again. It's just public policy 101. It, it just has to happen. So how do you protect yourself? You have to allocate into things that grow during inflationary periods. Not everything does, right? Because you can't do retail sector stuff because as inflation persists, cost of borrowing goes up, people spend less, right? But but things go up with inflation. I don't care if it's oil or gas or cars or gold or silver, things go up with inflation. So I would say allocate into precious metals like gold, like silver, they thrive during times like this. It's like, what? They really do, Kirk? Yeah, they do. Look at where silver was, for example, um, three and a half years ago. In March of 2020, it was $11.91 an ounce. Today, it's pushing 24. It's like, well, man, that's up over 100% in three and a half years. That's incredible rate of return. What? Look at where it was 12 months ago, 1797. Today, we're pushing 24. It's like, well, that's up over 30 to 40%. Now, I'm not saying that those trends stay on that consistent level. You're going to have two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back all the time. But overall, that trend is going up and it's accelerating because the same fundamentals that cause markets to come down, which are rising interest rates, rising taxes, lowering income, political chaos, geopolitical conflict, all of those fundamentals cause markets to come down, but every single one of those fundamentals cause gold and silver to go up. So what we're doing is quite simple. It's reallocate into strength, take advantage of the trend so the trend doesn't take advantage of you. And when I talk about gold and silver, for example, I'm not talking about paper versions of it. I'm not talking about ETFs or mining shares or mutual funds. I'm talking about the physical version, 100 ounce bars of silver, 10 ounce bars of silver, one ounce silver rounds, one ounce gold bars, kilo bars of gold. We're talking about the physical asset. Wow, wow! And how how does somebody how does somebody jump into that? How 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 can you even get your hands on that? I think that's probably the biggest question people have. How how can I do that? Yeah. So easiest way to do is just give us a call. Um, say hey, heard heard about you on on Joe Hoff show, right? And so that number is seven two zero six zero five thirty nine hundred. At 720-605-3900. And you'll meet with one of my advisors, one of my, one of my consultants, and they will actually ask you some questions like, what was it that Joe and Kirk were talking about that caused you to want to reach out? What are your fears? What are your concerns? What are your goals? What do you want? And we can help map out a strategy for success using those tangible assets to protect and preserve. So you don't have to settle in this world for surviving. I, I don't I don't believe for a second that God just created us to survive. He created us to thrive. And what it takes financially, even during dark times like this economically, there's things that really grow well. Gold and silver, one of them. So we just take advantage of that and we can help you do that. Hmm. Do people actually, you know, by reaching out to you, do they actually get their hands on the actual gold and silver mm -hmm. then? They can. So so if mm -hmm. it's outside of an IRA, 
you can take delivery of it at home or you can set up a storage account at a at a national depository in in China, Texas. If you have an IRA, like a, a 403b or 401k that you rolled into an IRA, as long as it has the word IRA in it, it could be a SEP, it could be a simple, it could be a traditional, it could be a Roth, it could be an inherited IRA. You can actually allocate that into physical metals, you know, 100 ounce bars of silver, whatever. You just can't take delivery of it. If it's an IRA, you have to store them. But this is probably mm, 70% of our business is, is IRA rollovers going into physical assets because that's where people have most of their money tied up is in their retirement. Most people today don't have a lot of excess capital sitting in their checking accounts or a brokerage account, but they do in their retirement plans. And you can actually allocate into physical gold and silver in your retirement plans. And that's an amazing thing. Wow. And and you then, if if somebody does choose that option, you're holding the gold and silver for them, the actual physical gold and silver uh, at at some storage facility someplace or how does that work? In in Shiner, Texas, the Texas Precious Metals Depository, it's not us. It's a third-party vendor that that we choose. We vetted them, right? I think they're amazing. They have unlimited insurance coverage on the account. It's a segregated account, meaning it's not jointly owned. Nobody has a right to the assets in there except for you, right? And and the cost of storage is very minimal. And so, so yeah, it, we would store it there. And uh, it's, it's, it's amazing when you have singular ownership, segregated storage, unlimited insurance, and and it's owned by God-fearing patriots like we are. I've known them for forever, it seems. And um, I like to do business with people I trust because I put my reputation on the line whenever I recommend anything. And I I recommend them because I trust them. And I don't very trust very many people. But But this is why I think everybody's different and there's not a wrong answer to this. Like, Maybe some people say, hey, Kirk, I want to have delivery of my silver at home. I don't trust anybody. I'm not going to have it stored. Are you out of your mind? It's like, great. And I've got some people that say, you have no idea the neighborhood I live in. It's so dangerous. I'm probably going to mm. get robbed. I don't want any gold or silver on me. I got to store it. Great. Mm. We can accommodate any mm. anything in that respect. We just have to talk about it and see what makes the most sense for, for each individual. Well, that's fantastic. That's just fantastic. It sounds great. Uh, we've had you on before. I don't think we really kind of were able to even get to this point because uh, so much uh, of a mess with the economy that we spend a lot of time talking about that. But yeah, I mean, people are scared right now uh, and they should be. Uh, this is uh, the these politicians. Uh, they've hurt us. Well, you know, they're with so, their policy. So if you don't do anything, yes, you should be scared. But financially, you can reallocate into strength. And that's how I have a smile on my face, even though our freedoms are eroding. So if the world changes, you need to change with it to take advantage of those trends. But if you if you see what's happening, you say, I'm just going to put my head in the sand, hope the storm goes away and I'll come up later for air. It's like, oh, you're probably yeah. going to sink with and the And then you ship. become a victim. Right. But if so, you reallocate and reposition into the strength, you don't have to be scared. In fact, you yeah, can thrive. Absolutely. You'll smile. One last time, how can people reach you? 720-605-3900 or go to our website, kirkelliotphd.com. Fantastic, Kirk. Thanks so much for everything. Really appreciate you coming on. I'll have to have you back soon. Awesome. It's my it. pleasure. Have a great weekend. You too. Stay warm. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs>